The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July 21st edition, and it is one heck of a slate to get us going into the weekend. 14 games, there's a day game in uh, in, uh, Wrigley, Cardinals-Cubs rivalry, you got Martinez, Seamart versus Arrieta, so that's always a fun one, but we're not going to break that one down, we're going straight to the 14-gamer which has some of the best pitching I have seen in a long, long time from top to at least almost bottom. I'm not going to say all the way down. It gets dicey, of course. But uh, up top, you have four guys above 10,000 that are all very, very worthy of a spot in your lineup. And then you have the middle tier, which on any given day, I'd have zero problem putting two of them together and just going to battle. You got a couple punts down below. Depends on how risky you want to get. Um, and then there's bats. You got Coors in play. The Pirates are cheap for Coors. It's just like my Padres philosophy. We will be going against Hoffman and Coors. Hoffman is a really good pitcher, averaging about seven points at home in, uh, and like 24 on the road. We will expose that in Coors. But there's tons to like, and we will get into all of that. But as first, like we always do, uh, we look at the weather, and I'll try to keep this under an hour, but there's a ton to break down on this slate. And... Um, you got, you got warm temperatures in Baltimore yet again. They saw the ball flew out there yesterday, so another great one there. Astros come into town against Ubaldo Jimenez. So if you're not playing Coors, the Astros should be the next chalkiest stack in the game by far. But we got some cheap angles in that one that we will talk about. Marlins Reds, chances that thunderstorm dwindles as the evening goes on. Hopefully just a late start. Very humid. Ball should fly. You got Urena versus Homer Bailey in that matchup. Could be some nice value bats if you need some there. Oakland at the Mets, it's going to be into the 90s at game time. Very, very hot. Wind blowing out to right. You got Steven Matz versus Blackburn. Interesting stuff there. That wind blowing out to right. Blackburn's a guy that gets, uh, he's been very good this year at limiting the damage, but has a very high Woba for his left-handed pitching, and, or left-handed bats. And we know the Mets are loaded with lefties, so you can find some maybe different value or contrarian type plays there. Um, as you go down some more, Tigers at Twins, you have 40 to 50% chances of rain. 
Uh, it wouldn't break my heart if they canceled this one just because it takes out one of the very contrarian angles. You know, you don't got the best pitchers in this matchup. The Twins' bats could be interesting versus like an Hannibal Sanchez. Kyle Gibson's on the mound. Detroit's got some good history there. Next for some interesting GPP angles there, but also could just really piss you off, so you never know. White Sox-Royals, it's almost going to be 100. At 4 p.m. there, my time, my God, 4 p.m. their time is 99. At game time, they're saying about 96. Even at 9 o'clock at night, it's 91. And it feels like 103 at game time. Blowing out to left center field. Pray for James Shields. Even pray a little for Ian Kennedy, even though I kind of like him as an, a GPP play. Pittsburgh, Colorado, 40 to 50% chances of rain that dwindle as the night go on. So maybe it's a late start. Colorado always has those weird chances of thunderstorms, wind blowing in hard from left field. Doesn't mean we don't like that game, unless obviously it's rained out. But it might be one of those that starts late and you have to roll the dice. So keep that in mind. Uh, then as you go down some more, wind blowing out in San Francisco as usual. Everything else is pretty basic. So it's a couple really good environments there. A couple chances of rain, Minnesota, Colorado. Keep an eye on that stuff there. As we look at your totals, you're going to see the offense bonanza we are about to experience. Isn't as offensive as normal, but there still are some great, great spots. Astros at Orioles, I mentioned the Fires versus Ubaldo, 11. Brewers, Phillies, 8.5, which is outstanding when you think about those two teams in that ballpark. It's only 8.5 because there's an Aaron Nola we will be looking at. Marlins, Reds, 10, that Urena Bailey matchup I mentioned. A's, Mets, Blackburn, Mats, 9. Blue Jays, Indians, 9.5. Rangers, Rays, 7.5. There's two sneaky arms in that matchup. Tigers, Twins, nine and a half. White Sox, Royals, ten. Yes, yes, yes. Pirates, Rockies, eleven and a half. We're waiting on the Nationals, D-backs, because right now we're going with Zach Godley getting the start because yesterday Walker got scratched. Corbin got pushed up. He was supposed to go today. Godley was supposed to go Saturday. So for now, we're going with Godley. It's not official as of this recording, so we still don't have a total yet per the totals makers. Red Sox, Angels, 7. There you go, folks. Chris Sale. Atlanta Braves, Dodgers, 7.5. Yankees, Mariners, 9. Padres, Giants, 7.5. So you have 1, 2, 3, 7.5, a 7. And then you have an 8.5, a, a 9. Then you have two 9.5s, two 10s, an 11, and an 11.5. So you have games you can target the bats on and definitely some outstanding pitching options to break down. So let's do that. Let's get straight into the pitching. Your first highest-priced arm. I guess DraftKings is settling the Chris Sale versus Max Scherzer opinion for us. They're giving Chris Sale the $700 boost at $13,400 on the road at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, Chris Sale, outstanding. I mentioned we have great pitching on this slate. We have eight pitchers in the, the barrel fit top 25 the last 30 days. We rarely have anything close to that. And Chris Sale kicks us off. Um, he's he's not the highest one on the slate. He's number seven, getting barreled 2.88% of the time the last 30 days, striking out 39.6% of the batters he faces. People say the Angels don't strike out a ton on the season, 19.7% for his lefties. But the last few weeks, we're talking 23, 24, 25%. It keeps going up. They are striking out a lot more of late. And it's a guy like Chris Sale. Um, I, 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 treat, I tweet out or retweet Josh Cole. I know people don't like touts. Some don't like touts. Some do. He works for Roto-Grinders. He's completely free. Um, follow him if you can. He, he's a really good follow, really good guy. And he puts out his 10 definitely interesting things on a slate every once in a while. He has one for today. 
and it makes you look at the Ander or the Sale versus Scherzer matchup a little deeper when a guy like Sale is facing the Angels, who have only struck out uh, a handful of times of ten plus Ks against left-handed pitching, but one of them is Kershaw. And this is Chris Sale, so I don't worry about things like that. Chris Sale, definitely in play if you want to go up top. If not, you go Max Scherzer at 12-7. Now, the reason why I like Sale more than Scherzer is the matchup. The Angels offense as a whole, the ballpark is a, a really, really good pitching ballpark. Then you got Mad Max going to Arizona, Chase Field, where he started his career. If people don't remember that, then he went to Detroit. Then he went to uh, to Washington, where he now sits. But uh, Arizona, a team that strikes out 22.4% of the time, you got Mad Max, um, a guy that has struck out an insane, um, he has 12 games of 10 or more strikeouts, and it's something like, uh, well, where's the exact number, it's like seven or eight, or it's like seven or eight of his last 10 have been double-digit K performances. Um, he is the leader in our barrel flip on the day. He's third overall the last 25 days, getting barreled 0.77% of the time, striking out 37.7% of the batters he's facing. He's outstanding. Tougher lineup overall in Arizona, who hit much, much better at home. It's almost like the Rockies, Coors Light. They love hitting at Chase Field, and the ball will fly there. We know this for a fact. Scherzer will give up a home run or two. We'll get to BVP. There are a couple guys in their lineup that have had decent success against him. Um, so it, it's a little more of a risk, in my opinion, than Sale. Not saying Sale can't get hit. We've seen him get hit at times, but both phenomenal options. If you want to go down another 900, you got a guy like Alex Wood at home against the Atlanta Braves. The Braves, another team that isn't the biggest of strikeout teams, 19.4% of the time versus lefties. But you got Alex Wood in the last 30 days. He's eighth overall, just behind Sale, getting barreled zero point. Wait for it. Zero zero percent of the time in the last 30 days. He's been nothing short of amazing. His K rate's 31.2%. Yet sale at 39.6 and Scherzer at 37.7 the last 30 days. So that's definitely down. And the always, always, always frustrating part with Alex Wood is the pitch count. His last four starts, 80, 85, 94, 98. I was good with the 94s and 98s. 80s and 85s worry me. But he's still gone six or more innings. In four, five, five straight starts. And in those five starts, 27, 26, 5, 28, 5, 36, 8, 23.1. Still been very, very good. You'd like 25 or more with the price tag. You got guys like Sale and Scherzer on the slate that should, knock on wood, should get you 25 plus points. Even if they give up a couple runs, the, the, the 8 plus K advantage you're going to get out of them is tremendous. But Wood is definitely going to be overlooked compared to Scherzer and Sale. Still a very good matchup against an Atlanta team that um, has the lowest total on the slate at 272. Lefties 263, righties 238. First Wood. Braves are swinging it better. Brandon Phillips swinging it really, really well, and we know he does hit lefties well. So something to keep in mind there. But Alex Wood has been nothing short of outstanding on that matchup. When you compare him with Sale, the Angels have a 3.04 total, which is second lowest on the slate. And then you go... Um, we still don't have the Arizona one. Scherzer, as you'd imagine, would be quite low. But something to keep in mind there. Now, your fourth arm above 5K. I'm trying to do this as quick as possible because we have a lot. But this one is the contrarian. I love GPP play on 
the upper tier. I think this is outstanding. His last 10 games have only averaged 16.8 points. Uh, on the season, he's averaging 19.2. He had 17.6. His last start at Kansas City. His K's 7, 8, 4, 7, 7. In his last five, if you go a little farther, 6, 12. We know the K rate is there. His price tag is usually in the 11s. It has dipped just a bit. He's been better on the road than at home. And the most important part for one, you, Darvish, is he faces the Tampa Bay Rays, who are striking out 24.3% of the time versus Rays, which is third worst in baseball. They have a team total of 3.73, fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties are hitting 283, righties 280 versus Darvish. We know Tampa Bay can crush the baseball. They have actually been struggling a lot of late. They went into Oakland and got shut down. If you look at the 10 Interesting Things article, he goes into the part where... Uh, where did it go? It's up top. Um, it makes it very strict. The Rays, um, they've allowed quality starts to eight of their last 10 right-handed starters. Sonny Gray is really good. But then Chris Smith, Daniel Gossett, Peter Bidwell, Ricky Nolasco, Rick Porcello, John Lackey, Kevin Gossman. That is outstanding. Um, stuff like that makes him extra sneaky. I'm not saying he won't give up a few runs. It's very possible against the Rays. K upside's tremendous. You're saving you're saving uh, $2,800 on sale, and you're saving $2,100 on Scherzer. By no means am I saying fade Scherzer or sale, but this is tremendous saving for a guy that also has 8-plus K upside just like them and can still get you 25-plus points as long as he doesn't get blown up. He's 13th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. He's uh, getting barreled 2.36% of the time, striking out 25.2% of the batters he's facing. People, I think, are going to overlook you, Darvish, because he hasn't been lighting the board up, not many 20-point games of late, and you got Sale, Scherzer, even Wood above him. I think people are going to just say, you know what, we're going to pay up, but we're going to pay down, leaving you, Darvish, as a very good GPP play because there is the scare of the blow-up, which makes cash games really really sketchy there. If you're playing cash, you pay for sale, you pay for Scherzer. That's what you do. GPP, you, Darvish, Blows up, he blows up, but the upside's tremendous. He'll be low-owned, which makes him very helpful for your GPP advantage and allows you to get more bats because of the price tag. So up top, you know, sales, Scherzer, 1-2, 1-A, 1-B. I'm going Darvish, number three, Alex Wood, four, only because the pitch count just kills me with Wood. I know the upside's there, but if he's not striking guys out in five or six innings, you're not getting it. The Braves don't strike out a ton. So I put Darvish above him, and I, I'm going to have a lot of Darvish tonight. If he doesn't go well, well, my evening might get shut down a little short unless one of my other lineups without him goes off. But I'm going to go to battle with Darvish. So I'm telling you, I really like the play. If it doesn't work, it is what it is. But I think there's a lot of upside there. Now we go below 10K, and we kick it off with Jeff Samarja, 9,100 at home. A great, great, the best pitching ballpark in all of baseball. That's what Fangraphs is saying now. The data doesn't lie, folks. And then going up against the Padres, who he did struggle with his last time out, got gave up seven runs in six innings, got eight Ks, which salvaged the day. There was another one of those going good, going good, and then just the blow-up inning. Overall, though, Samarja has been outstanding this year, especially at home, facing a Padres team that strikes out almost 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. The best 
uh, yes, almost, almost one of the the best rates. We have another one for a sneaky play later, but one of the best rates in all of baseball, uh, uh, strikeout wise for a pitcher tonight. And Samar's the twelfth best on the barrel fifth the last thirty days, getting barrel three point oh one percent, striking out twenty three point three, only walking one point five. His last ten games, outstanding stuff. Hard contact rate of only twenty eight point nine. Got to keep the ball in the park, which is sketchy at times. But the strikeout advantage is huge. You got a Padres team third lowest total on the slate at three four three. Lefties do hit three thirty seven. Righties two eighty four. A lot of righties in that lineup. Uh, you got like Spangenberg, who I'm a big fan of. I know people think I'm crazy. He went deep again last night. He's always value. He's the only really lefty that off the top of my head that scares me at all. It's a righty heavy heavy lineup. So um, they might sneak a couple in there. Like I think a Zuja. I butchered that name. I apologize. Their second baseman. Uh, I bars a switch hit and shortstop. So your middle infielders who, you know, can do damage a little bit, but they don't scare you are your left-handed bats. But for the most part, Will Myers, Renfro is going to be playing for Margot. You got Perella, the catcher. Uh, you could, could put Sanchez back there as a lefty, but overall nothing too, too crazy there. Making Samarja a very, very nice play at 9,100. Again, overlooked. You could do Darvish and Samarja and you're still less than 10 K or 20 K for your pitchers. And you'll have, 3600 or 36 grand for bats. That's not a bad way to start things if you really want the strikeout upside and the contrarian angles. Just something to think about. As you go down, probably my favorite play of the night below 10k and I would assume he's chalky. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't for some reason. But it's Aaron Nola. The guy has been nothing short of outstanding. Here's his K numbers of late. 7 9 8 9 8 that's his last five starts, eight or more, and four of the five. That even six, six, six. He's just striking guys out. Since coming back from the DL, he's really getting it going. Uh, 20 or more points in almost all of those starts. Last last start out was at Milwaukee, six innings, seven hits, two earned. He had one homer, but he struck out seven for 18.1. He's against that Milwaukee team yet again at home, though, this time around. And we've been on the fade Milwaukee train like crazy. We use Chad Cool. Great work. Nova almost. Cole outstanding against him. It's been worth fading because of the upside. We know they can hit the ball. They have calmed down a bit. To tell the truth, they really have. And Nola is one of the best in all of baseball against right-handed uh, bats. Uh, if you look at his ex-fit versus righties since 2015, only Max Scherzer, Noah Syndergaard, and Clayton Kershaw have been better than Aaron Nola. He has a 27.8% K rate. 27.9% hard hit rate and a 279 Woba against right-handed batters. This is elite type stuff, and he's only $8,400. Really, really good stuff here. Um, you gotta love Nola. Milwaukee case 25.1% of the time, a 48.1% ground ball rate definitely helps with things. Milwaukee's team total is only 4.02, seventh lowest on the slate. You're in one of the better hitter ballparks in all of baseball. You have a 195 ISO, which is outstanding, and a 328 Woba versus righties, yet you're the seventh lowest total on the slate. That says a lot about the respect for Aaron Nola in that game. Lefties 314, righties only 283. They run out six or seven righties in that lineup, which is really funny to me. There's a lot to like about Nola. It's a scary ballpark, so anything can happen. But he's been so, so good. And you're getting a discount at 8400 bucks With the talent level he's at, he should be in the Samarja reign, if not higher. He could, uh, If he was five digits, I wouldn't argue with it. I think it might be a little crazy, but I wouldn't. I could understand. He's been that good. 
So Aaron Nola, I will also be going to battle with. I have no problem matching Nola up with any of the guys in the 5Ks. You'll still have a decent amount of cash. I think you can put Nola with Sailor Scherzer. Still have 3,500 plus, maybe 38, 39 per player. You get a couple more punt plays in there. You're getting over 4K everywhere else. A lot to like with Aaron Nola. His availability to make your lineups really pop. If he goes off, everyone's going to be happy because he should be chalked. So if you want to fade him, very contrarian. Zero problem there. But he has just been nothing short of amazing. And if he falls, he falls. I'll get back on his horse next start out. The guy has... He's won me money. He's been outstanding. The numbers show how good he has been and still not getting the respect based on that $8,400 price tag. Next up, at $8,300, you got Trevor Cahill at the Giants. If you want to pay down, the Giants don't strike out a ton, but you got Cahill, whose last start out was against the Giants. Six and two-thirds, eight hits, one earned, eight Ks for 27.6 points. He gets the strikeouts because his stuff is so crazy. Moves like just, it's nuts. It's out of the zone swinging, but he's it's phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Um, you got he's, he, he put that up. He's 15 He's been great. The K's have been there. Eight, eight, four, seven. His last four, really, really good stuff. He's he's had three starts back from the DL, so we won't look at the fourth one. But at Cleveland, still 14.2. It was a, a short outing because it was his first start back. But then at Philly, 15-1. And then at the Giant, or against the Giants, 27-6. Against those Giants again, whose offense really is not that good right now. They, they've been better, much better. Mentioned it on Around the Bases recording episode 21 with Mo last night. They are playing much better baseball and might be, you know, getting the hater rate out towards the end of the year to, to play spoiler for some teams. But... Uh, as a whole, it's the Giants. And they're striking out almost 20% of the time now versus righties, which they weren't even close to. Cahill has a 29.5% K rate, which is outstanding. A 13.5% swinging strike rate. Put that into perspective. Alex Wood has a 13.6. And then you got a ground ball rate of 56.8. Tons of love with Cahill. Honestly, I told you I love this lower portion. Um, Giants team total 4.07, just above the Brewers. Uh, lefties 280, righties 293, and the Giants will and ISO are horrific. Cahill makes for a great play. What I was going to say is, I told you I really like this middle range, and if you want to be ultra-contrarian, ultra-contrarian, I have no problem with it. I'm going to build way too many lineups today, I have a feeling, if I have the time. Um, if you want to have a lot more bats than everybody else, and you want to be contrarian, you don't even use a five-digit pitcher. Anybody over 10K, don't even use them. You can build with... Samarja, Nola, Cahill, and a couple other I mentioned, they have tremendous upside. Cahill could easily get you 25 plus. Nola can get you 25 plus. Samarja can get you 25 plus. Same as the other guys. Sure, Sale and Scherzer have that 30 plus availability almost on will call, but they cost a lot more. Cahill's 83. Sale's $5,100 more. You know, 5100 bucks if they're five points apart is the extra bats you're going to get are going to offset those things. These are the things you got to think about on the GPP landscape. If you want to be really different and differentiate yourself, that $5,100, you could put an extra thousand bucks at five bats and you could upgrade like say a, um, let's just say, you know, a Paul DeJong who we love at like 3,200. I don't even know what his price is. I'm just saying 3,200. You go up to 42, even 45 if you want, and you get an upper, upper end second baseman or a shortstop which people usually use as punt positions. We use them as punts all the time, but that'll differentiate you. Or you still keep the Zhang, but that money, now you can get like three guys in the outfield at 4,500 or more. You can stack up on things. You can get a lot more Coors action. 
Always good. Get a lot of the Astros bats against Ubaldo. Tons to love. We'll get to the bats. I'm sorry, but I just want to keep enforcing. There is tons to love today. Um, next up, this is GPP. This, if you don't want to use him, I don't mind. But another extremely low-owned guy, kind of in my Darvish mindset up top. In this middle scale, this is my Darvish. And it's very risky. But I'm talking Ian Kennedy. At home against the Chicago White Sox, 8100 bucks. It's risky because that weather is just ultra-hitter friendly. Uh, but it's a White Sox team. Right, first, we'll start with Kennedy. Kennedy has been really, really good of late. 18.8 points against Texas at home. At the Dodgers, 16-7. At Seattle, 27-4. At Detroit, 22-2. Four straight really, really good starts. 6-7-7-5 seven, seven, for his strikeouts. Hey, he gives up homers. His last four starts, 2-1-0-2. Two, two. He's not going to be perfect. Three earned runs or less in all those starts. Six or more innings in all those starts. And so basically 17 or more points in each of his last four starts at $8,100, extremely low owned against the White Sox. who strike out over 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Now the hard hit, hit rates, almost 40% with Kennedy. And we know he loves to give up fly balls. I know we target him a lot. It's extremely risky, but the White Sox, you know, you got two, four, six, eight, 10, 11. White Sox are the 12th highest or lowest total on the board. Lowest total. There's 28 totals on this evening slate. 12th lowest at 4-5-1. Lefties are only hitting 313. Righties only 303. They have a barely above average Woba of 305 and a decent ISO of 157 versus righties. It is very good hitting conditions in that ballpark. Not going to sugarcoat that. But this is a, a, a contrarian GPP play that will be stupidly low owned. It was like the other day I mentioned I had uh, Velasquez for Philadelphia. He was 0.9% in a single entry. Kennedy, it wouldn't shock me if he's something stupid. Like I think he'll be below 5% for sure, uh, unless the Sharks are on him. But it's a very, very intriguing GPP play with some nice upside. And your last play in this range, Alex Cobb, $7,900 at home against the Rangers. Risky against the Rangers offense. That is good, but they do struggle outside of Texas. And it is a very good pitcher's ballpark in Tampa Bay. And Cobb coming off a 21.9-point performance at L.A., 25.5 at home against Boston, got beat up at Baltimore, and then 24.2 at the Pirates, 21.1 at home against Cincy. So four of his last five, we're talking about basically 22 or more points for $7,900. The strikeouts aren't there. He just goes deep into games. We're talking seven and two-thirds or more in three of his last four. So almost eight innings in three of his last four. One, zero. The blow-up had six earned. And then 0-2. He's been really, really, really good. And he's facing a Texas Rangers team. Yes, it's a Texas Rangers team that um, strikes out almost 24% of the time for strikeout pitching. So big, big strikeout advantage for a guy that doesn't strike out a ton, which helps elevate him. We have a walk rate that's extremely low, a 45.2% uh, ground ball rate. Tons to like in this matchup. Uh, Texas Rangers team total is the fifth lowest on the slate at 377. Lefty's 337, righty's 312. We know the Woba, we know the ISO are definitely there for the Rangers. So it's risky, but it's 7900 bucks with tremendous upside. So in the middle, I got Nola, then Cahill, Samarja, Cobb, Kennedy. That's my middle pricing. And now we get to your punt plays. We're talking 7100 or below, and it gets really risky. If you just want to stay in the middle or above, no problem. But one low-owned guy to look at is Steven Matz of the New York Mets. I know. Minus 13.8 points his last time out. I get it. 
Got blown up against St. Louis for minus 3.1. I get it. Prior to that, though, 20.2 against the Nats, 23.6 at Miami, 18.7 at the Dodgers, and then 11 at Washington, He and then 18.2 at Atlanta. He's been pretty good for those two uh, two blow-ups. It's scary. It's 7100 bucks. It's contrarian. The A's have the 4.12 total. That's 2, 4, 6, 8. Ninth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 307. Righty's 306. A big part here. A's have been struggling immensely of late against the uh, left-handed pitching. A 285 Woba. That's lower than the Giants Woba tonight versus righties. Very, very low. It's lower than the Angels versus Chris Sale. A 141 ISO. Barely average. Things are looking better for Mats now, aren't they? It gets even better for you. They're striking out 26.3% of the time versus left-handed pitching. The highest percent strikeout rate versus the handedness of a starting pitcher tonight. 26.3. He has a 45.4% ground ball rate. Hard contact is down. He's 7100 bucks with tremendous upside and should be basically ignored by everybody because of his last two performances. Recency bias is a real thing in this in, in the DFS world. So Steven Matz is $7,100. Would he get, could he get destroyed? No doubt about it. Another great factor, Oakland loses their DH. They're used to having the DH. It's a big part of their lineup. Gone. So it'll be interesting to see what they put out there. $7,100. Could be interesting. Um, Zach Godley, 7K. Another guy that will go way overlooked at home in a very good hitter's ballpark against a very good hitting team in the Washington Nationals. It's a very risky play, but 14.1, 19.8, 19.6 his last three starts. At home, he's averaging 17.6 on the season. He's been very, very good, and we're getting him at a discount. He's been in the 8s and 9s a lot lately, at least in the high 8s. We're getting him at 7K tonight against a Nats team, which strikes out about 20% of the time. Last 30 days, they're 22nd best on the barrel FIP at getting barreled 2.97%, striking out almost 30% of the batters he's facing his last 30 days. That's an extremely high K rate for a guy this cheap. You don't see many guys price 7K with a K rate like that. Now, it's a very, very difficult lineup. He uh, has a great swinging strike rate of 14.5%, a ground ball rate of 57%, which we're going to hope stays the same. Lefties do it 327, which is scary, but righties only 296, and we know they can crush the baseball. A lot to worry about there. It's kind of like Fulty with the Dodgers last night, and Fulty was very good. So at 7K, Godley is worth a look, in my opinion. As you go below that, now we're just we're throwing some darts. I got Andrew Moore at 5,300 at home against the Yankees. A lot of that's just because the Yankees' bats have been cold. They were struggling even at home, struggled a lot in Minnesota, struggled against King Felix last night. Moore's not going to light the world on fire. He's not a big strikeout guy, but at 5,300 bucks could get you some value. Another one, Paul Blackburn of the A's. He's been pretty good. I told you he does pitch to a lot of contact, and lefties do hit him well, which is scary because of all the lefties the uh, Mets have. But he's had three starts so far, 10.1, 13.9, 18.5 on the season. If you want to roll the dice there, you can at 53 because we know the Mets offense, it's all or nothing. If it's nothing, you're going to be sitting very, very pretty. And one guy I missed for you here at 6,200 who might be one of the better punts below 7K. Probably is my better best punt below 7K. Trevor Bauer at home against the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, the Blue Jays look like their bats are heating up. And yes, Trevor Bauer got crushed at Oakland. He only went two-thirds of an inning, minus 6.1 points. Prior to that, though, 12.7, 19.3, 
9 9.6, 27.6, 13.4. He's been very good, especially for 6,200 bucks. Give me 10 plus, hopefully 15 plus points. That's great. He's been really good at home, averaging 17.3 points per game at home, averaging better than a K per inning at home. He's going to get hit. We know that, but there's also tremendous strikeout upside with Bauer, striking out 25.7% of the batters he faces this year. That's a great number for a guy at 6,200 bucks. And Toronto strikes out 20.6% of the time, another really good number for 6,200 bucks. Ground ball rate of 47.1. It's just the hard contact and fly balls that definitely do worry you. But Toronto has a 4-5-4 total. It's only two higher than the White Sox. We're talking like 13th overall, middle of the pack tonight. 4-5-4 total, lefties 314, righties 327. Bauer makes for a very interesting punt at 6,200, probably my top punt on the slate. So down below, I got godly number one, match number two, risk alone. If you want to be a little safer and save some money, Bauer number three, but there's not a lot of safe. We know he can get blown up too. And then I got more and Blackburn down below. So there is your long, long-winded. I apologize, but I wanted to break it all down because there's so much to love in the pitching department for tonight. So up top, Sale Scherzer, 1A, 1B. Then I got Darvish and Wood. In the middle, Aaron Nola might be the best pitcher. He is the best pitcher under 10K, in my opinion. I got Nola, Cahill, Samarja, Cobb, Kennedy. Remember, Darvish and Kennedy, very good low-owned GPP options. Big risk, but big, big reward potential. And then down below, Godly, Mats, and then Bauer, Moore, Blackburn. Tons and tons of bats or pitchers to like. But the funny part is, with all those pitchers, we have bats for days also. Let's get at it. I'll try to make it quick for you guys. We're already over 30 minutes here. Let's get to the catcher's position. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez, he's really good. He hasn't been worth the price tag yet. It's a good matchup versus Moore. But this is a time to save some money. This might be one of them. Uh, I'll kick it off. My top guy is Alex Avila. He's first base catcher eligible going up against Irvin Santana at 3,700 bucks. We know how he loves to hit right-handed pitching. Brian McCann against Ubaldo Jimenez. Lefties are destroying Ubaldo Jimenez. Um, Jimenez's overall numbers are second only to Jared Weaver. Um, he's got against righties even. He's got an ERA of 9.31 this year. That's how bad it is. He's been really, 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 uh, that's supposed to be lefties. He has a 9.31 ERA versus lefties. Um, a 350 plus Woba against lefties, a 14% strikeout rate. He's just been bad, bad all around. So, um, yes, you could definitely look at McCann at 37, and he's got some good history when we get to the BVP. Uh, Salvador Perez, always in play at 3,600 for Shields. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but Salvi's very, very good. Um, DraftKings still has Jaime Garcia listed for the Braves. He got traded to the Twins. So I believe it's going to be Zach Blair. So if you want the Dodgers, you're going to give him a discount. Grandal at 3,500 is really, really good. Um, he went deep last night. We know how he can hit right-handed pitching. 3,500 bucks is a great price tag for Grandal. If you want to go down, Zunino versus the lefty Sabathia. Sabathia has been great. If you want to use him as a pitcher even. I don't want to talk about every pitcher, but Sabathia is a decent GPP option as well. He's 3300 bucks. if you want to look at Zunino versus Sabathia. Not bad. A play I really like, you're getting a piece of Coors. And I say it over and over again, Cervelli's a very underrated hitter. He had another 13 points yesterday. He's averaging 9.4 points his last 10. And now he goes into Coors Field at 3300 bucks. That is a phenomenal value. Most catchers should be higher than that in Coors with his ability. That is tremendous. I told you, Pirates are cheap. We'll attack the Pirates against Hoffman. If Hoffman shuts him down, I tip my cap. But the value is there to get some really good pitching with some Coors bats, which you don't find very often. So Cervelli, 33 
As you go down some more, if you want to fade Darvish, Wilson Ramos does always has power upside. Middle of the order against Darvish at 32. Uh, JT Realmuto, really solid play at 3,200 against Homer Bailey in that ballpark in those hitting conditions. That's a sneaky good play at 32. Uh, as you go down some more, you got the likes of Andrew Knapp versus Garza at home at 31. He's got some nice power upside in that matchup. Matt Weeders, we talked about how he hits right-handed pitching very well. It's Zach Godley, so it's not your average pitcher, but he's 3K if you want to go down that route. Kurt Suzuki does hit lefties pretty decently. If you want to fade Alex Wood, he's 2,900. I still, I'm still Cervelli and above are great, but these are not bad options down below. Like Tony Walters in Colorado against Williams at 2800 bucks. Williams has been good, 17th best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. Um, getting barreled only 1.64% of the time, but I'm not using them in coolers. I'm sorry. And um, when you look at the Rockies, 6.01 total. Lefties hit 357, righties 316 off Williams. So Tony Walters at 28, get a piece of coolers action. Uh, pretty cheap there. It's not bad. Uh, Jason Castro versus Animal Sanchez at 2,700. I like that quite a bit. Animal's been decent of late, but he still has those blow-up innings. Um, when you look at the Twins, 493 total. Lefty's 338, righty's 377 versus Animal. Let's keep him in mind. And then as we go down some more, there are a couple punts you could look at. It's like James McCann's not bad. Bruce Maxwell, but it's a lefty-lefty, so we're not sure there. So see what lineups come out for your punts as usual at the catcher's position. Heading over to first base, um, we have Votto versus Urena at 5K, which is outstanding. Urena is hot and cold, but facing a Reds team with a 509 total. Righty's 318, lefty's 343. The Reds, we know, can match the baseball this year. Votto at 5K is very, very good. Cody Bellinger versus Zach Blair at $4,900 is a very, very solid price. Don't mind that at all. You got Reynolds and Coors at 47. Justin Smoke double dung yesterday at 46. He's worth the look. But if you want to save a few bucks, not a ton, but Justin Bohr versus Homer Bailey at 46 is great. Bailey's throwing one good start this year in Coors. Everything else, he has been destroyed. Um, Marlins team total of 491. Lefties are hitting 410. 410, not 3, 410. And righties are hitting 400 versus Homer Bailey. I know the sample sizes aren't enormous, but my goodness. Um, so give me some Justin Bohr at 46 in that hitting environment. Very solid play there. Like, so I'm telling you, there's Coors, which is great, but you got you got the Astros and you got some other great hitting environments tonight. So keep an eye on that. Desmond and Coors at 45. Uh, as you go down some more, uh, Freddie Freeman versus Zach Blair, you're getting a discount because they think it's Alex Wood. So Freddie Freeman, first base, third base eligible at 43 versus Zach Blair is almost an auto play. He's in, and the best part is he's dual position eligible. So you can definitely pick your spot with him. Now, one of the cheaper Astros I wanted to mention, his price tag is finally on the rise. He was batting third the other day with Correa being out. So keep an eye on where he's hitting. But Yuli Gurriel, 4100 bucks at first base. I know it's it's higher than normal for him. But I've been saying for a long, long time that guy can freaking mash, and he's been mashing quietly. Um a stat for you here over the last 30 days he has led all astros in hits over 95 miles an hour kind of the barrel stuff you're looking at um it's crazy you know 45 bat hits over 95 miles an hour guriel really really good sneaky play there righties are hitting him and as just fine i mentioned how lefties crush him but uh 
Lefties are 398, so they do crush him. And righties, 313. Gurriel hits righties way, way better than lefties. Way better than lefties. So he's a sneaky play at 41 because everyone's going to look to lefties versus Ubaldo and other positions. So Gurriel at 41, very sneaky. Okay, uh, Chris Davis has been crushing the baseball. Went deep again yesterday. He's on a little bit of a tear now that he's warming up from the DL um, versus Fires, who has been really, really good this year. But a really good hitting environment. Chris Davis at 4K is definitely worth a look. Yeah, Lomo at 4K versus Darvish, who has been giving up hits from time to time. Uh, Lucas Duda, 4K is outstanding. I, I mentioned yesterday how cheap he was for value. He went deep, swinging a really good bat, averaging 8.3 points his last 10. So as usual, first base is loaded. But Duda at 4K, if you don't want to pay up top, well worth the price. Another guy went deep yesterday, 444-foot bomb. Eric Hosmer is 3,900 versus Shields. In that hitting environment, I know the wind's blowing out the left, but when we're talking a feel of 100-plus degrees, that ball is going to be flying, and it's James Shields to top it off. So Eric Hosmer at 39 is tremendous value. The Royals have a 5-4-9 team total. That's after hitting double digits last night. Lefty's 381, righty's 369 off Shields. Eric Hosmer and the Royals definitely in play tonight. If you want to go to Coors, though, I told you the Pirates are cheap. Josh Bell, 3900 bucks versus Hoffman. Uh, Bell, you know, he's hot and cold, but he has tremendous power, potential, and in that ballpark. Uh, lefty's only hit Hoffman 298, righty's 354. He's got a little bit of reverse splits, but I'll still take it um, at 3900 bucks. Definitely in play for some Coors action. So, you know, some more like Trey Mancini, 38, does hit righty's really well. Uh, Jose Abreu versus Kennedy at 37 is worth a look. You got Miggy at 37. I mentioned Avila at 37. As you go down some more... Uh, Brandon Belt at 37 versus Cahill's not bad. Victor Martinez, 36. He's uh, really streaking right now, and he's got really good pass history versus Santana if you want to get weird at first base. That's only if you want to get weird. There's no other reason to do that. Uh, Joey Gallo for a GPP power upside first base, third base at 35 versus Cobb. We know Cobb can give up the home run from time to time. And... Um, when it comes to the Rangers, lefty's hitting 337, righty's 312 off Cobb. So there is some upside there if you want to go a little bit different. As you get down to the below threes, Matt Adams at 3,400 is really good value versus Blair. Again, price to face Wood. You get some nice, nice upside in that one at 3,400. As you go down some more, it's been pretty bleak for the value of late. Maybe Garrett Cooper at 2,800 versus. Um, the Yankees, but he might have even been sent down by now after the trade. I have to double-check that. So he's there if you need to. Other than that, check the lineups for your value. Ryan Healy's only 2,600. He's slumping that bad, like ridiculously ice cold. Uh, second base, Jose Altuve at 51 is outstanding. As I, as we said earlier, righties are hitting the ball the way better this year, but lefties still crush them. So 5,100 for Altuve, which is great. Murphy versus Godley at 49 is very intriguing in that ballpark. You got Jose Ramirez at 45. Price tag's down a bit. He continues to rake, so don't sleep on that. Second base, third base at 45. Dozier is swinging it well at 45. You got LeMahieu and Coors at 45. Robbie Cano at 43 does hit lefties just fine, so don't completely ignore Robbie. Ian Kinsler, good pass history versus Urban Santana, and he's on fire right now at 41. Another guy that's on fire I keep mentioning is Dustin Pedroia. He's 41. A lot of expensive second basemen tonight. Scope 4K. I loved him yesterday. He went deep. Definitely worth a look again today. As Drew Cabrera 4K lefties against Blackburn have been phenomenal. Uh, Whit Merrifield's only 3,900 for Shields. That's got some nice value in it there for some 
Royals action. Scooter Jeanette, second base outfield eligible, is only $3,700 at home against Urena. That's some sweet value there at second base. Uh, Josh Harrison in Coors, second base, third base. Remember the reverse splits you mentioned with Hoffman? He's only $3,700 in Coors. Josh Harrison, that is a really, really good play for a Coors guy. Like, stupid good. If you want to think Yohan Mankata is going to get that first career hit, maybe home run, he's only $3,400 versus Kennedy. Ruggio Dor only 34 versus Cobb for some nice power upside in that matchup. Don't mind him at all. Cesar Hernandez, he's back. He's leading off or hitting towards the top for Philly. Facing Matt Garza, he had 15 points his last time out. He's 3,300. When we look at the Phillies, 4-4-8 team total. Righty's 307, lefty's 340 off Garza. So Cesar Hernandez at 33, some nice upside for you there. There wasn't much value down here yesterday. Uh, we'll see what we can find. Jed Lowry switch hitting at 31 versus Mats has some power upside in that matchup. Um, if Danny Santana crocks the lineup, he's 3K versus Blair. Yomer Sanchez, 2,900 versus Kennedy. He's got some upside there. Adrianza, who we talk about from Minnesota all the time, he's 2,800 for some value. I don't mind that at all. Uh, keep looking. If Max Moroff cracks the lineup, he's another guy. Second base shortstop eligible. He's a switch hitter for Pittsburgh. Usually bats eighth. Doesn't bring a ton to the table, but it's Coors, and he's 2800 bucks. So a guy below 3K in Coors is always worth a look for some punt Coors exposure. Keep an eye on that, and then check the lineups for your other value plays. Let's head over to third base where we'll be loaded yet again. Nolan Arenado coming off his 58-point DraftKings performance on Wednesday. He's 5,600 versus Williams, and yes, he's in play. You got Redone at 49. Machado at 47 versus Fires is intriguing. Turner versus Blair at 46 is just fine. I mentioned Jose Ramirez is cheap tonight. I have no problem at 4,500 using him against Estrada. That is a great price tag for a guy that's hitting the way Jose Ramirez is hitting this season. 12 points his last game out, averaging 9.1 the last 10, 9.6 on the season. And he's the second, fifth, third baseman down. Miggy Sano at 45. Love me some Marwin Gonzalez. Third base outfield eligible at 44. Another good Astros bat that's not super expensive compared to him. But then again, Freddie Freeman. You almost have to play him at first or 30. Well, you have to play him at first. That's obvious. You almost have to play him, period, is what I mean. At 4300 bucks for Zach Blair. It's a great, great price tag. Um, and with people playing, you know, the Astros and Coors and all that stuff. Should be much lower on than he should be tonight. Uh, Travis Shaw versus Nola at 41. If you're not using Nola, Shaw is still worth a look in that. Jake Lamb, he's one of the guys that has a few homers off of Scherzer. He's 4,100, which is a low tag at home against a righty, but the righty Scherzer, so it makes sense. Beltre, 39, and Longoria, 39, both GPP gambles if you need it. Hey, Eugenio Suarez, how'd you like that cover boy yesterday? Double dong, and he's 39. Could be worth the play versus Urena. We like him versus lefties more than righties, but not bad. Castiano swinging a hot stick. He's 38 versus Irvin. Uh, Derek Dietrich should be playing third base pretty regularly with Martin Prado out. Uh, yeah, he's got the start the last four games. Yeah, started the last four games. So uh, lefty versus Homer Bailey in that ballpark at 38, very low owned. Alex Bregman, 37 versus Ubaldo Jimenez is a really solid play. Bottom of the order for the Astros, but tremendous upside, swinging a good bat. He's going to be playing a lot of shortstop lately, so pretty soon we'll get that eligibility as well. He's 37. As you go down some more, I mentioned Josh Harrison at 37 is ridiculously cheap. Mike Moustakis versus big game James at 36 is way too cheap. Averaging 7.2 his last 10. He had 17 points last night in that bombardment of the Royals offense. 
He's 3,600 with some tremendous upsides. You get Hosmer at 39 and Moustakas at 36 for a nice little mini stack. Or you can build deeper if you want. Merrifield 39. We'll get to some others later. Uh, Ruben Tejada again for Baltimore. Third base shortstop at 35. Used him last night. Very, very good. I liked him a lot last night against the lefty at 13 points. Preferring against lefties and righties, but still not bad at 35. Some power upside. Spangenberg, 35, third base outfield for fading. Samarja, he's not bad. Mankata at 34, like I mentioned. Mikel Franco, it's all or nothing, but it's been a lot more all than nothing lately. 18 points his last game out, averaging 9 points in his last 10. I mentioned he's sneaky. He's been batting cleanup. He's 3,400 versus a guy like Matt Garza in that ballpark. Could be a nice value play there with Mikel at 34. Pretty good hitting environment there, too, like we mentioned. As we go down a little farther, um, Yoan Camargo, he's priced to face Wood. He'll be uh, he was he's been batting second a lot lately. Keep that in mind. And he's facing uh, Blair now at thirty one hundred. Some value there if you need a punt or whatnot. He lost his shortstop eligibility, which sucks. He's third base only now, but he's thirty one hundred. So some upside there in that matchup. Um, as you go down some more for value at thirty, gets much much bleaker. Check lineups later, and we'll go from there. Heading over to shortstop. Uh, yeah, Corey Seager at 4,700 versus Blair, which is very, very nice. Gene Segura at 44 versus Sabathia is outstanding. Segura hits pretty good overall. Really hits good against lefties. Like that a lot. Trevor Story is heating up. He's 4,400 versus Williams. I joked about this might be the time to use him against a lefty. Super cheap. We only got 35 points his last time out. It's been great. He's is lately. This is game locks. 35-0, 18-14. That's his last four games. Three of his last four. Very good performances. Going up against Williams, very intriguing at 4,400. Uh, Zubo Cabrera, 4K, we like. Didi Gregorius, 39, is not bad at all. Jordy Mercer in Coors against Wrighty at 39 is very, very sneaky nice. Um, as you go down some more, you got like Pat Valeka, if he gets the start, he's second base shortstop at 36, lefty versus Williams. Some upside. Jose Reyes, like him, third base shortstop at 35. Freddie Galvis at 35. Chris Owings, another guy that's had decent history for Scherzer. Shortstop outfield, 35. Like all those 35 guys, pretty solid stuff there. If you're fading, Nola, RC has been playing really well at 34. Marcus Simeon versus the lefty. We love Simeon versus lefties. He's $3,300. Definitely worth a, a peek there. Then as you go down some more, we're looking more at our value guys like Cattell Marte at 3K, but against Scherzer, I don't know if we want to go there. Like Tim Anderson versus Kennedy at 29 has upside. Jose Iglesias, 29 versus Irvin Santana, has upside. Uh, not a ton of power, but some upside. Remember, Adrian's at 28, we like. I'll see this Escobar at 28 because he's facing Shields. And if you think they're going to blow up, he's a cheap piece of the action. I mentioned Max Moroff for Pittsburgh at 28 if he can crack the lineup. Uh, JT Riddle, 27 versus Bailey in that environment is really nice. Really, really nice. And there might be a few more, but let's check out the lineups on that one. Going to the outfield to wrap it up, Blackman, if he makes the lineup, he left with an injury at 5700 bucks. is uh, if you have to find a way to try to get him in your lineup if you can. That's outstanding. He should torch Williams if he's healthy, though. Harper at 55 versus Godley is very nice. Stanton versus Bailey at 53 is outstanding. Stanton is on fire in that ballpark against Bailey. My God. You got Judge. You got Springer. Springer at 5100 bucks is great. Uh, Bellinger at 49, I absolutely love, which I mentioned. Nelson Cruz versus the lefty and Sabathia at 48, we like a ton. Duvall at 48 is not bad. McCutcheon and Coors at 46. You got Trout at 46 versus Sale if you want to be contrarian. 
But McCutcheon, love Ozuna at 45. The, the Marlins, just like an Ozuna, Yellick, Stanton, Bohr, some mix and matching there somewhere is outstanding. Um, they're a little pricier normal, but rightfully so. And they'll be super low on because of those prices. Gerardo Parra and Coors versus Williams at 45 is very, very nice. I like that. He's been swinging a very, very good stick. Josh Reddick at 44, another somewhat cheaper Astros bat I like. Marvin Gonzalez, 44, I mentioned him. Conforto, 44, very solid versus Blackburn. Lefty versus Blackburn. Conforto leading off again and hitting very well once again. Starting Marte, only 4,300 bucks in Coors against Hoffman. Likely leading off at 4,300 bucks is outstanding price value for Coors. Uh, you got Beltran at 4,200 versus Ubaldo. It's great. I will show you his history. It's it's nuts. Bruce at 42 versus Blackburn's very sneaky nice. Um, did he get activated? Oh, he's in AAA though. Never mind. He got activated, but he's not in the bigs. He's in AAA. So we'll wait on David Dawks. He'd be a nice, fun one tonight. Adam Jones is on fire. He's 41 versus Fires if you want to go a little different there. K with the Chris Davis versus Mats at 41 has some tremendous upside. Uh, Puig is swinging it well, but it's the righty and Blair at 41, so keep that in mind. Jake Marisnik is 4K. His price tag is skyrocket. I love me some Billy Hamilton at 4K versus Urena leading off. Good upside in that matchup. Uh, as you go down some more, you like Melky Cabrera. I love, I've been riding his coattails like crazy. The guy has been swinging a very good bat. He's 3,900 versus Kennedy. Good past history versus Kennedy. Yep, uh, Avisil Garcia, 39. Benintendi, 39. Suspetish, 39. All worth looks in that one. Peralta, 39 versus Scherzer if you want to dance. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, if he's leading off at 38, I like that quite a bit. If he's leading off, you got Trumbo at 38. He's swinging a hot stick, too. Shinsu Chu, 38 versus Cobb leading off. A left-handed bat leading off the fading Cobb. C-Dick, 38. Mazzara, 38. All if you're fading the option are all decent upside plays for some value. Don't mind them at all. So you go down, Scooter Jeanette at 37 is too cheap. So is Christian Yellick at 37, both in the same ballpark. Opposite teams, of course, but those are way too cheap for those matchups. That, that Yellick price is awesome. You put Scooter at second. You could get whew, that's some nice upside in those two bats. Really good upside. I like that a lot. Belt 37, Span 37 versus Cahill are both decent looks. You got Kane versus Shields. Kane's struggling, but it's Shields at 36 if you want to do that dance. Max Kepler's 36 versus Annabelle. Some decent history and a small sample there. Not bad at all. As we go down some more, Clint Frazier, 36. Odebell Herrera, 36 versus Garza. Odebell's heating up, so definitely worth the look there at 36 for some value. And one of the dumbest prices ever. The guy is swinging it well. I mentioned using him yesterday as some contrarian, and he was. He went deep. He's hitting it really well his last 30 days. Here is the stats before I reveal the name. Um... Last 30 days, he's only one of five players below a 9% K rate, a 367-plus Woba. And only only other guys to do it were Justin Turner, Jose Altuve, Dustin Pedroia, and Yaleski Guriel. I'm talking 3600 bucks for some Coors action, Gregory Polanco. That's tremendous upside there. Uh, as you go down some more, you got like Jackie Bradley Jr. at 35, who's not swinging the best bat. Lots of power upside with some Scotty Shebler who's struggling, but the power upside at 35 versus Reina is great. Nick Williams at 35 versus Garza is outstanding. So you, if you want to save money, there's value plays in the outfield. Ender and Ciarte leading off versus Blair. getting the wood price, but leading off versus Blair at 35 is outstanding. Love that. 
If you want to roll the dice on Cargo, he's only 35 in Coors. He's horrible right now, but he's in, he plays better in Coors. And against a guy that uh, Williams, who lefties hit well, 3,500. Spangenberg, 35. Grossman, 34. Sneaky nice. Um, as you go down some more, Jose Ozuna is a right-handed bat. If he cracks the lineup for Hoffman at 34, it's not great, but it's not bad for some Coors action. Adam Frazier is only 34 versus Hoffman and Coors. If uh, He might have got sent down now that I think about it. No, he's still around. So keep an eye on that. With the Marte incident, though, his playing time might be in jeopardy. Uh, Nori Aoki. If he's in the lineup, even if he's batting ninth, a lefty versus Ubaldo in that potential just lineup that might just go off. Nori's only 3,300. I know he's not the best guy. He's not lighting the world on fire. He had nine points his last time out. He's averaging 6.1 his last 10 games. That's a, a nice value at 33 versus Jimenez. Don't mind that at all. And Daniel Nava, like I always say, if he's leading off, he's value. He's 33 versus Garza. So definitely keep an eye on Nava as some value. Um, as you go down some more, you got like uh, Joey Ricard at 32. You prefer him versus a lefty than a righty, though. Nick Markakis at uh, 32 versus Blair is very, very nice. If you want just home runs, Blash, Renfro, 32 each for San Diego. Righty-righty matchup isn't as ideal, but the power is always there. Zach Granite, he hasn't lit the world on fire, but he's so goddamn fast. Batting second for uh, Minnesota at 31 versus Animal. Malik Smith, 31 versus Darvish, isn't horrible either. Uh, as you go down some more, Mitch Hanniger's only 31 versus Sabathia. That's got some nice upside in the righty-lefty matchup there. For a value play, don't mind that at all. Uh, Keon Broxton's 3K versus Nola if you're fading Nola. Uh, it's all or nothing with Broxton, but 3K might be worth a look. Adam Engel is only 2,900 versus Kennedy. If you're fading Kennedy, that's got some upside to it. Brett Phillips, 2,900 versus Nola. Again, if you're fading Nola, which not many will do tonight. So the Milwaukee Bats will be uber contrarian. By no means am I saying go to use them, but if you want to play the contrarian angle they are that and I, i'm gonna have so much nola i'm gonna have to make one of them just because uh hunter pence 26 he's struggling so so bad so bad uh see if jim aducci cracks the lineup he's been filling in uh, as a left-handed bat for the tigers since uh jd got traded he doesn't light the world on fire but he always has some power upside facing urban santana at 2500 Drew Robinson for Texas, second base, outfield eligible at 2,500. That's a good punt play versus Cobb, who lefties hit very well. Let's keep him in mind. And then we'll look for lineups to see what else we can find, but not bad options there. I have talked way too long for you guys. So, again, you're pitching. Sale, Scherzer, 1A, 1B, Darvish Wood up top. Middle of the pack, Nola, Cahill, Samarja, Cobb, Kennedy. Down below, Godley, Matz, Bauer, Moore, Blackman. When you're stacking, um, you're definitely looking at the Rockies for sure. Lefty 357 off Williams. Um, and obviously the Pirates, I love their value. Remember, reverse splits Hoffman, lefties 298, righties 354. Astros versus Baldo 567 total, lefties 398. Righties have hit them much better this year, too. Royals are going to be sneaky at 549 versus Shields, lefties 381, righties 369, and they have some value, so remember them. Uh, Orioles versus Fires, there's upside. Reverse splits, lefties 311, righties 359. A lot of righties with power in that Orioles lineup and a very, very good hitting environment yet again. So keep them in mind. Uh, we love the Reds versus Urena, lefties 343, righties 318. We love the Marlins versus Bailey, 410 and 400 respectively there. 
Twins versus Annabelle, not a bad look either. So there's a lot of good options with some upside in those matchups. Quick look at your BVP boys before I send you home as we are definitely going long on this one. Just about an hour right now. It's not too bad, actually, considering everything I wanted to talk about. All right, quick BVP search. Uh, against Ubaldo, I told you they were good. Carlos Beltran, 10 for 28, three doubles, three homers. Small sample, Gaddis, four for 11 with a homer. Josh Reddick, eight for 19, two doubles and a homer. Um, all great. Nori Aoki, small sample, but four for 12 with a homer. That's 333 average. Uh, Brian McCann, 10 for 42 with a homer. That's only 238, though. Good stuff to like there. Odubel Herrera, very small sample size, but he's four for seven with three doubles off Matt Garza. As you go down some more, um, like Russell Martin, three for six with a homer, not great. Go down some more. Uh, There we go. I mentioned the Twins versus Hannibal Sanchez. Kepler, four for 12 with a double and two homers. Polanco, four for 12 with a double and a triple. Uh, that's about the biggest ones. You know, Robbie Grossman, four for 12. That's about it there. But the uh, the Tigers versus Irvin Santana. Ian Kinsler, a 324 average, and 23 for 71. That's a proper sample. Six doubles, a triple, and three homers. You have Victor Martinez, 12 for 37 with two homers. Um, a lot to like in that one. Go down some more, small sample, but Alcides Escobar was a punt play. He's four for eight with a double lifetime versus Shields. Keep that in mind. Overall, the Royals don't have tremendous numbers versus Shields, which is kind of surprising. But the Milkman versus Ian Kennedy, 7 for 24, two doubles, two homers. Uh, Jose Abreu, 5 for 14 with the homer. Keep that in mind. The D-backs versus Scherzer, not huge samples, but Jake Lamb, 4 for 9 with a double and two homers, so three of his four hits for extra bases. Um, Descalso's taking him deep once. J.D. Martinez taking him deep twice. Gregor Blanco's 5 for 9 with two doubles. Chris Owings, 6 for 16 with a double. Ionetta, 4 for 14 with a homer. So you can get weird there if you want, but it's never really highly advised. Uh, Trout versus Chris Sale, 5 for 16 for a 312 average with a double and a homer. Keep that in mind. As you go down some more, I didn't mention Valencia. I forgot to. He's cheap, loves to hit lefties. He's 8 for 28 lifetime with a double and a homer versus Sabathia. Um, Cruz has actually struggled a bit versus Sabathia, which is kind of surprising. Matt, oh, that's Alex Wood. Those stats don't count. Um, Giants versus Cahill. Nunez is four for twelve with two, or four for ten with two doubles. Posey eight for twenty-four with a double and a homer. Span nine for twenty-three, two doubles. Belt seven for twenty-four with a triple and a homer. Um, a lot of that I think was pre this year where he figured stuff out. And Spangenberg four for six with a double, triple, and a homer versus Samarja. There you have it, guys. 14-game slate with some of the best pitching I've seen ever on a slate combined with a lot of bats. You just got to make your decisions. Are you paying up? Are you saving money? Where are you putting things? But there's values on both spectrums like we talked about. So check it all out. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Give me a follow at BDNTrick. I will help you the best I can. Hit me up. I do what I can to get you what you need to get. I don't give you full lineups, but I'll tell you where you need to go um, to build your lineups the players you need check out the uh, ufc preview by doc he'll have that out for the free card on fox check out uh, the nascar preview come to the brickyard 400 is this weekend uh i hate to disappoint guys but i have to leave town this evening to go to a wedding so i will not be recording tomorrow and i'll be off normally like sunday so no podcast tomorrow i apologize but i'll be back on monday as usual 
So enjoy this. Enjoy the weekend. I will tweet stuff out. So follow me again. I will definitely tweet stuff to help you build your lineups. But let's get it. Awesome 14-game slate. Let's win some money. And I'll catch you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July 21st edition. I'm out.